Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Kay Lee, your host from the Man Fuse podcast, sitting here with my co-host, Ben H. So we're going to continue our conversation with transformation coaches, Carrie Ford and Jake Kaufman. Today, Carrie and Jake are going to expand on how we should all handle the resistance in our life. It's never comfortable. And me personally, when I'm dealing with resistance in my life, my go-to is to try to overcome it. I think Carrie and Jake have a more healthy approach to dealing and tackling resistance as it comes our way. Health, wealth, relationships, that's what we find over and over again. The only thing standing in between you and the life that you really want, everything that you really want, is resistance. Well, that resistance is rooted in something. You guys met. I hate resistance. I, you, I, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> the resistance. I hate it. It's the worst. I do. It just, it, and it always, it's always there. Yeah, but you know. When I identify But when you're training, saying. resistance is key. Right. Well, it makes you stronger, right? Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Well, but at the same time, it's just like, hey, you, get out of your fucking way. You know sure. what I mean? There is kind a of a thing. It's like, hey, me, get out of the way, me. Sure. You know? Resistance like, and resilience, right? Not to be confused. Resilience is the ability to be with hard things. Yeah. And to trust yourself despite potential overwhelm. Like, I got me. I don't have to avoid it anymore. I can, like, go into the cave of courage, I call it with right. clients. The cave of courage. Yeah. I like that. That's one of the tell <laughs> oh, my like wife. That. Baby, I'm going I'm into, going the, into cave the cave of, of courage. courage. <laughs> Leave me alone. I need the man cave of courage. I love it. Carrie Ford yeah. told me that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Must be true. And and the resistance, sometimes it's actually really healing to befriend it. Yeah. This is a place that I am trying to love myself because I'm scared and I don't feel safe on some level. Right. So instead of pushing it away or trying to get rid of it and purify and like, why the fuck is this here? Instead, I might invite that part and say, why? I'm going to get curious. Like, what's here for me and why don't I feel safe? Right. Right. What if I just knew that this was something coming online to protect me, whether it's perceived or real yeah. as a threat. Yeah. 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 Most people are going to battle with their resistance. Right. Mm-hmm. So they resist their resistance. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> right. what, yeah. what, what resistance? Double negative. It's like fire and fire. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. It's fighting, <laughs> it's fighting fire with fire. Yeah. What resists persists. And so I think early on in life, that's a, a normal response yeah. to resistance is to try to overcome it, to try right. to conquer Fight it. through it. Yeah. Right. But again, we're just fighting fire with fire. Eventually, we, we get to this point within ourselves where we simply allow the resistance to shape us, right? Mm. The resistance that came up for me in writing this book, right. in telling everyone, friends, family, clients, strangers right. about my most shameful secret It's the war of art that Stephen Pressfield talks about, this thing that I can't not do. And so when we... When we allow our resistance to mold us and shape us as opposed to trying to conquer and overcome it, we create a different relationship with it. Then all of a sudden we're making peace with our struggles. We're making peace with our resistance or whatever challenges we're confronting as as we grow because that's a natural part of it. Yeah. Right. You kind of alluded to that or implied that when you're like, hey, in order to strengthen a muscle, we got to we got to stretch it. We got to tear it first. Right. Absolutely. To make it stronger. Mm -hmm. So the process of growth is inherently 
uncomfortable and, yeah. and, and a little bit painful. We just have to distinguish between straining something and stretching something. There's a fundamental difference there, mm. right? Straining is when we invite in injury. Mm. We don't want to rip it. Correct. We don't want to, we, we don't want to rip it. And so as people are stepping into their healing, Carrie and I are constantly inviting people into distinguishing between what is too much, too soon, too fast. Right. Uh, so that they can progressively, steadily step into greater levels of resistance, which is to step into greater levels of growth. Right. Just continue stretching. Bring until it. Until you get to the point. What did you say? Bring it. Bring <laughs> it. I'm a contortionist. I want to stretch. Great. That's awesome. So when you guys met, you hadn't, I don't know how long this book's been he out. He was writing the book. You I were. had, He was spending correct. weekends in the library. So, and you hadn't released the video yet. No, I started writing the book in early 2019, so a little over four years ago. And you released the video while you were writing the book? It was like kind correct. of like... Yeah, that would have been probably exactly four years ago now. Mm -hmm. April or May of 2019 was when I... Well, and by release, that's when I recorded it. I didn't actually publish that video on social media until very recently. Two weeks it's ago. It's been up on my website. Were you like this? No, not today. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I ever go. I, I don't know I that I ever even, Yeah, I don't even know that I ever got to that point. Right. Well, yeah. Let so, me ask you this. I just had a thought. So the dichotomy between releasing the statement yep. on social media yep. and then releasing the book yep. 10 years later. So posting on social media and releasing the book was almost four years to the date, like four years, wow. and, four years and three months. That's amazing. But, but you recorded, That's amazing. you recorded it while you guys, you guys had already started hanging out at this point no. or were you guys just coaching. working together? No, we hadn't, Almost. Even, we, we hadn't even, we hadn't even, about to step into coaching. I don't think we'd even met yet. Um, it was like May. Yeah. So I, I posted my story in January of 2019. I want to say I recorded the video a couple months after that. So mm -hmm. probably in March or April of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then Carrie and I met like a month or two after that. So, and I don't mean to keep getting like, I'm, I'm just like, I think it's fascinating. So when did you guys, after the business relationship, yep. when did you guys be like, all right, you know what? I kind of dig you. you dig I'm coming me. over. Yeah, I'm coming <laughs> over. You want to cuddle? You want to cuddle? Well, Let's just say, spoon. screw it. You want to cuddle? We, spoon? We, Were you yeah. guys just sitting next to each other? We were actually living across the across yeah. Yeah, Like a hand. Here's the thing. Though we they like drop books. Yeah. We couldn't. It was COVID and he lived in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, was, oh. I lived in LA at the so time. So you were doing virtual Zoom. Like coach, correct. And so yep. I had Zoom. a couple questions when we had both brought into the light. I'm noticing I'm just wanting to hire you now to be in my life, and I'm like, you're expensive. I love you, but like, I want to be on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be Let's on you. Make out. If, if we make you. out, can I get a discount? How do I say this? Can we make out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will you hold me? No. So, but I guess like, did because when you're maintaining that it's business, we you did. know, you it was guys very were virtual. Yeah. When did you decide like to? divulge like yep. because these are secrets you know obviously sure, sure, sure. even whether like your client you're not going to necessarily share that you haven't shared it with the world so you're not going to share that with her at this right. point yep. but as you two start to develop hey maybe there's something here were you pretty forthright i mean like in saying listen this is what you got to know about me you know this is what you know I, so yeah. i did know about this because i had seen that video on his website before i hired him Oh, yeah. oh was, was that, like was that what hooked you? Like, this guy is the well, real freaking deal. His ability to go there within himself it's huge. is it's encouraging huge. where I continue to go within myself, right? Because it gives someone else courage mm -hmm. to yeah. do the okay, same. So, so, so you I knew that part. That. 
But we did have kind of a come to Jesus moment where he was like, listen, I know all your shit because I've been coaching you. So here's all mine. Sit and down like, for 25 <laughs> hours straight because oh, I'm yeah, about yeah. to vomit it all <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We had like well, a couple that's, hour FaceTime awesome. around us. Yeah. Do you still like me? I wrote yes. a proposal. Okay. Totally. Because there was, there was, it was, <laughs> it was obviously, one-sided. yeah, it was very much a one-sided relationship at that point. A, yeah. a coach-client relationship. Yeah. Right. And so I've Coach always been. Me, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we need to level the playing he field. Was yeah, 100% very we did. Yeah. 100%. It's very one sided no, right now. You're 100% right. That's what he said. Yeah. You're, I literally used those exact words because while I'm very open on social media about my interpersonal struggles, I mean, hell, I wrote an entire book about it, but I was like, you've seen it and you've read it as I have. Curated written about like it. retail it. Right. yeah right it's like retail side 100 percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. let me give you the wholesale yeah. right exactly you, you need to come to the warehouse <laughs> okay so many in come to the trauma warehouse <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah, you, you know i haven't actually let you into how that impacts me right in in real everyday life yeah absolutely and, and what that looks like in terms of, of my relationships and you know, how it impacts me day to day. Right. You've read a post about what's happened to me. There's yeah. a very big difference between yeah. well, those two things. And so you are right. We did have like this gloves off conversation, if you will, where I was like, I've been coaching you for over six months now. I know all of your your baggage. You know about mine, but you but you you haven't had to, yeah. to deal with you it. You know how for the most part she's gonna react and respond yeah. to, to certain things because she's seeking, you know, advice and guidance from you where she doesn't really know how you would react in a situation or respond in a situation totally where you know it might be very impulsive and that just might be something that you do because of what's shaped you or Correct. whatever. Yeah, because so, a lot of what I've written about has always been in retrospect. Right. So it's in many ways it's been from a place of, of perspective. Now, I will say when I wrote the book, I was very much processing in real time, writing in real time. And I think, I mean, Ben, you can probably attest to this. You kind of get that sense as definitely as you're reading the book. I would say so. Absolutely. Um, which I a lot very of people, much a first person account. Sure. Yeah, a lot of people awesome. told me not yeah. to do that, to be honest with you. No, I think it's they, good. They were like, you should write from the place of perspective rather f- than from pain, from the source of the wound. And to me, that didn't feel fully authentic. Yeah. Because I was like, but this is coming up for me now. This right. is true. This is real. This is relevant for yeah. me right now in this moment. And right. I want to capture that energy because I do feel that oftentimes as coaches, as authorities in like the online space or whatever, there is this disconnect between us and our clients because Definitely. they oftentimes see us as being so far ahead of them. Right. Not Put you on a pedestal. Yeah, Correct. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. this is exacerbated when we're when we speak from the place of perspective constantly, yes. as opposed to this is what I'm struggling with right Today. now. Yeah. That creates an incredible amount of relief relatability Absolutely and, and bridges does. and bridges the gap in a way that creates deeper connection and safety for people to to interact with us because they're like oh they're human right 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 and yeah. so that's and, that's kind of how i and, I and like the book is almost like a blueprint of dialogue that then it's it's hard for me to it's hard for it me out, to verbalize right? this but but it basically reflects within you now as i'm reading this i'm having these same conversations with myself mm-hmm. about my, about different things sure. and so people may not even know how to do that mm-hmm. for example right but your first person account of it right. and all the experience that you have dealing with other people how that mm-hmm. all adds up and 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 shows up in black and white if you read the book you're kind of walking down a path with a flashlight in your own mind yep 
at the same time. So there's a duality that's occurring. It's a good Ooh, way to put it. What a beautiful picture you, you know? just painted, Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, Versus no light. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Versus you're walking in the dark. <laughs> yeah, well, and most most people are. You right, know, absolutely. Like, There's scary sounds. Yeah. Totally. You know? I think yeah. it was Thoreau who once said mm, that most mm. men lie, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Yeah. And I think it is because we are trying to find our own way or, or find our way in the dark. We're, we're performing, which is just to say that we're pretending that everything is fine. We're acting as if we have it all together. Mm-hmm. We're successful. Yeah. I'm fine. When in reality, we're not. <laughs> yeah. I hate that word. Hey, babe, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> like that, that, that triggers me. Just well, because yeah. I have Pink it. Floyd said hanging on in quiet desperation is the yeah. English way. Totally. Mm-hmm. It, 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 absolu- it absolutely is. English is in, like, the United States or English is in, like, in Britain? I think, or like, the British both. monarchy and the okay. society that they created when they yeah, conquered oh, the okay. world in the 1700s. Yeah. And yeah. we still live under now, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, the I'm English sure that, way that, is how we live. That bleeds into where we live here. Yeah, yeah pretty much the way we are. Yeah, well, you when know? you think about that, like, objectively, that was, that was very much this overcompensating strategy in terms of, like, a collective society. Right. That is like, we're going to conquer the world, yeah. right? We're going to establish this empire. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, we've, we've broken out of, out of that. Yes. And we're working our way through, you know, this tribalism, like us against them mentality, although there are still remnants of that. Yes. And it's still very powerful. Totally. And, and still they, a lot and more control than we, we right. probably but th- know. That's just a beautiful example of. But people don't want a king anymore. Right. You know what I mean? They used to want a king. Right, but you know what? We've traded a king in terms of like this monarch. Yeah. Um, for the sake of being our own king. That's right. In our own lives. Yeah. Which only America. Yeah, America. America. <laughs> right. Right. America you know, gave me which, that. <laughs> which which really just perpetuates suffering because the inherent idea behind that paradigm is, yeah. is this that the highest example of myself, the highest version of myself is somewhere out there. Yeah. At the next level, yeah. at the next achievement. Right. Which constantly has us chasing rainbows. Yeah. And this is why in the work that Carrie and I do with our clients, we're constantly telling our clients transformation, true transformation that fundamentally leads to happiness and this piece that fulfillment and yeah, right. Exactly. This piece that is beyond understanding that we're all after at the end of the day. Right. It's not about becoming, it's about unbecoming. Mm. And we're we're stuck in this cycle of of constantly chasing after more or going after the next level, which right. is which paradoxically is never enough because more only makes you want more, and the next yes. level only makes you want the next level. It's a trap. Yes, right. And that's why true transformation is always about unbecoming. It's a return home back to who we truly, authentically are. Right. And doing what comes most naturally to us. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, beautiful. Basically, remembering yeah, you, who the fuck you've always been. Right. right, and you're not just chasing more shit, more stuff, more money, and it's just... You've got nothing to prove and nothing to protect. Right, because you're... Well, yeah, because you can't protect shit anyway. I mean, everything but you is... you can certainly try. You can try. <laughs> you can set up all the false senses of security around you that make you feel like you are in control and you can hold on to whatever, but yeah. at the end of the day, it could all be gone in a second, and... And that's yeah. when you meet who you have become. Correct. Mm. 
And I welcome that man. It's hopefully, hopefully before that time, right? Yeah, you know, it's fascinating. That's that's really really cool. So Bert, actually, we're right now we are sitting in the Bert Show studios, and and I Thank think you, you know you talking about being vulnerable and and the book being um, written in first person. You know, the Bert Show, while we are a radio morning show and you know theater of the mind, but one of the reasons why this show has been so successful for so long sure. is because Bert has kind of fostered this atmosphere of sharing, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly yeah. of their personal lives. Sure. You know, because that's what people relate to. That's Absolutely. what entertains. That's what helps people get through mm-hmm. things. That's sometimes what people need to hear. Yep. You know, at that very moment, you know, it's somebody, you know, whether it be just changing their day or it may be changing the course of their life. And Absolutely. and while some of it is embellished at times, because sometimes sometimes you could really spin a better story by just tweaking just the little thing. And, right. you know, and certain things you want to keep to yourself. You sure. know, I, I can't oh, yeah. talk about everything on the air, um, on the Burt Show or on my podcast because I'd be divorced. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, my wife would probably divorce me if I yeah. spoke right. freely. I mean, yeah. and I'd probably burn more bridges than I've burned, you know, because yeah. I'm constantly getting yelled at for sharing shit I probably shouldn't share. So there's well, just some Just don't burn there. the drawbridge. No, I need to cross it. <laughs> yeah. I need to get to the other side. But I think that that, I mean, that, don't get stuck on the other side of the moat. Chris. But it's just, Kaylee. Uh, I, I like to swim in a moat. That'd be awesome. Well, speaking of women, mm. you know, uh, I love women. No. Um, we've got we've got Carrie here. No, I know. We need to hear about some women stuff. Yeah, I yeah. and I was going to sure. get to that. I was going to get to that. I was letting the teacher teach. Let the he teacher the teach. Teacher. No, no, yeah. man, it's brilliant. I mean, everything you Let say. Let the chef I mean, cook. I totally agree with, and it's very insightful. And uh, I could see why you are a coach, and I could see why she hired you. Mm-hmm. I want to hire you. I do too. What's your retainer? <laughs> he had people come to him. And be could like, you take I a want- check? <laughs> For a while, you had people asking, right? Like, can I get results like Carrie? Oh yeah. <laughs> why don't you? That's, that's why don't you take care of like, me well, like you do? Her. A different well, path. Well, at the time, there was not a. Yeah, it was very professional. <laughs> I want the Carrie treatment. <laughs> oh, hell no. They don't get the carry treatment. I was about to say, no I don't fucking way. To do that. <laughs> He's like, I didn't hear I don't that. see that package on your website. <laughs> I want to order that one. It's a custom package. Right. I was about That's to say, right. I don't know if I'd have a relationship if that package Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> probably not. Probably no. not. Yeah. But but yeah I'm sure probably. as coaches, people probably hit on you a lot. You know, well, my I, team I would, was in my DMs. I would like, think that you know you have clients, potential people hit you up. I'm sure you've got to weed through the riffraff. Yep, people just inquiring, not really serious. Yeah. Um, but when you you know, it's kind of like I vent people, and even if I list something on Facebook, like you could always tell by just the way people respond, yeah. like initially, totally. like whether this conversation's even going to go on another step. And it's oh, like sure. you take it to another, you know, okay, I'm talking to a real person. Then we get on the phone, and you know, you, you're gauging. But um, do you guys do you guys ever turn people away because you're like, yeah. I'm just not fucking with this person. Yeah, I absolutely. just this person could be toxic. They're not going to really take what I'm trying to teach them seriously yep. and why spin my wheels and waste my time. Yeah, well, and we're very open with people because any coach that's worth their salt is going to lead you right into the heart of your problems, not around them. But that's egoically what most people want to do. Help me with my goals. Help me get to the next level. They don't want to face the shit. Right, mm-hmm. but they don't want to 
they don't want to face the things that are preventing them from reaching their goals and preventing them from reaching not. the next level. But that you can't have one without a shortcut. The, you're right. Totally. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. And so the two absolutely go together. You know, if you if you take your car into the, the shop, they're going to need to run a diagnostic first. Yeah, and course. they're going to need to figure out what what the problem is. Right. So that then right prescription and then diagnosis. Mm-hmm. so that they can get the, the car running optimally. The same is true for our health. And so most people come to us wanting a, a diagnosis, which is like, help me get to the next level, help me achieve more extraordinary results in you know whatever area of my life. And it's like, okay, well, we need to talk about what's preventing you from achieving that on your own. Right. Because we're not talking about a healthcare issue, likely, because we're not clinicians, we're not healthcare professionals. But what we are great at is diagnosing the interpersonal barriers or resistance that we talked about earlier that prevent all of us from right. getting what we ultimately want out of life. But people, I mean, they're, you know, if you take someone on, they're going to have to be vulnerable. They're going to have Correct. to, I mean, you're not therapists, Correct. but you kind of are. I mean, in a sense, mm-hmm. you're getting people to open up and you're giving your best advice on how to, do you ever send people to therapy? Yes. Yeah, yep. Both both of us have yeah. uh, therapists that we we mm-hmm. co-manage uh, clients care with. Okay, so we refer out to a clinician. But most of this is solved for in our application process. Anyone that comes to work with us, whether it's to attend any of our retreats, whether it's to work one on one with us, or in any of our group containers, everyone has to fill out an application. Of so course. we get a really good sense about where people are at before we ever get around to having a phone call How with them. They are right. And, and do you do background checks on these people? Haven't done it. Haven't done it. This guy sounded really (laughs) weird. He was breathing in the phone. Ben, he was. What does that say? I about wasn't you? calling you out. I was actually, Those are fighting words. Ben was talking about in a previous episode. We were talking about what it, uh, what icks. You know, oh, some yeah. of our icks. Yeah. And Ben detailed this interview he had um, at, a, at, oh, a, at, a, at a real estate office oh, outside no. of Georgia where the guy, the main guy was sitting oh, there. And as he was talking to Ben, he just kept pelvic thrusting the air. <laughs> and then when he would I've stop talking, life, he would stop pelvic thrusting. Yeah. But as soon as he, he started talking, talking again. Like this. <laughs> and so what I'm thinking yeah. is uh, oh, my just God. like... And then he'd stop and be like, what do you think? And I'd be like, I don't well, even know what you're talking about. Like, I'm, I got to go. What is going on I right now? I, there's no way. Why, why is he doing that? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah I got to leave. It was like it's he was, like a self-soothing thing. Like to It's like he didn't even realize he was like he, doing it. Like he it's thought so, there was a woman on top of him. It sounds like, like a scene out of a Will Ferrell movie. Yes. It was weird. <laughs> yes. It was like that. Anchorman. Yes. The whole thing was a scene from a Will Ferrell That's movie. That's awesome. Like, from the time they picked me up, I was like, are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy rolls. I'm out there for a big job interview, by the way. It was a big, big deal. These guys want me to lead like three offices in Charleston. Sure. Like Mount Pleasant, like big, uh, like thousand agents. Could you imagine reporting to that guy every day? And they roll up. (laughs) The the dude picks me up in a freaking, you know, 30-year-old VW Jetta (laughs) with like hubcaps busted Uh, off of it. Crumbs Dirty crumbs and shit all over the And, you know, I'm like thinking this is obviously like the administrator. No, this is going to be your boss. When he introduced himself, I was like, really? Like, I don't want to put my bag back here. You're like like waiting. It's polluting the air. You're you're waiting for him to be like, I'm just joking. Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. The whole time I'm waiting for them to be like, just kidding. And then I was doing 75 hard at the time. That's awesome. And uh, so I wasn't drinking. Sure. But they held this like big wine thing (laughs) for me. Like, so everybody could get to know me. 
Yeah. Oh and God. then I was like, I'm not drinking. And they're like, well, that's just weird. I'm like, no, no, it's that's cool. Like, weird. you know, you I'm can doing drink. this thing, Andy Forselli, you know, 75 bar, blah, blah, blah. He said, that's I was like, I'm doing weird. this thing. And they were just like, oh, that's that's weird. You know what I mean? Like, okay. It was just the most awkward How dare you thing work on yourself. ever. Beautiful. You know what I mean? That's like, beautiful. the most awkward stuff. It was an amazing story. anyway. Which Carrie, I believe, is yeah. the one who introduced me to Andy Forsella. Did I? I believe so. I think that you came... To me at Beecham and Company, and you were like, "Do you know who Andy Frisella is?" I remember having that conversation with you and Dustin in the hallway. Yeah, about you were that. like, and you started listening to his podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. I think maybe oh. we did have a conversation about well. that. Yeah, you're oh, the one that introduced me to Andy Frisella, and then he introduced oh. it to which me, which has been massive for a lot of people. Yeah, it's yeah. a definite. It's a it's an awesome program. I, I've actually never done it. I just know who he is. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you don't even have to do it. Yeah. And you just pass I've, I've it since been to the guy's house. I've been a part of his what? business group. Of hanging out. With the I dude. made love to I him. I know his dad. <laughs> I know his brother. I'm freaking. You know. Oh, hilarious. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so nice. I, oh, really? I'm not gonna say like he's my boy or anything like that yeah. because he's he's a pretty. I didn't make love whatever. To him. I was I'm I've definitely gotten to know him and, and his material really well. Yeah. And so it's been it's been a great journey. Cool. That's, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. tell us, Carrie, like some of these like events, like um these like group settings that yeah. you do for women. I think we're our audience is kind of split. You would think it would be mostly men, but there's We've got a, lot a lot of ladies of out there. That and we love that you listen all. to the podcast and, yeah. and we welcome that. And so like And they're fervent defenders of us too. That's awesome. Some of them. Yeah, they are. Some, some of them. were. They write in and they're like, don't listen to all that. We love you. We listen to you at our work. We like we everything you're talking about. misogynistic. <laughs> we love your misogynistic behavior. I'm oh, like, yeah, we're that's not what misogynists. That's like, what, we got a one-star review. <laughs> we put they call it on us misogynists. <laughs> we put it on sexist. our shirt. Yeah, yeah and then we God. put the review on a shirt. Yeah, that's it was like a one-star review. You have to love people behind the keyboard. Like, I remember yeah. getting DMs from bummer. people. Yeah, like, it's a bummer. Bummer. <laughs> bummer. Super misogynistic. Oh, <laughs> Shaking God. my head. If this is misogynistic. Like, don't yes. listen is disgusting. to it. <laughs> like, what? Which we are sometimes. But, um, yeah, so tell us about... <laughs> I'm not saying she was wrong. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not saying... saying <laughs> I mean, you know, I, hey, so... Um, but, no, it, like... So the group events, are, how does that look different than the one-on-one? So, I mean, obviously there's multiple people there, but do you go out of state? Um, yeah. Is this like, sometimes I didn't do a ton of due diligence yeah. and research into that. Your website was very vast, right? Thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, so if you don't mind, like, you know, telling us some about, you know, what's your favorite part, I guess, about helping women be better and improving themselves. It is so cool to see them go home a different human being. People have asked us, do you guys do drugs at your retreats? Because, like, I knew this woman before she went, and she came home, and she's like, I see her more. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and they'd say that to me, and then they're like, I don't know, but I've seen your work, they'll tell me. And, like, I know that sounds crazy, but, like, I knew this woman before your retreats. I knew this woman before working with you, and, like, what the fuck? Seriously, do you do drugs at and these retreats? Totally and I'm different. like, That's amazing. no, we don't. Ooh. In fact, our retreats are dry nothing against people that want to do psilocybin plant medicine go for it i'm not a facilitator of that we actually have dry retreats until the last night because it's such there's such emotional richness that happens there and the last thing i want is social lubrication that creates falsified connection oh and also lubrication i like right and so i want them to come away with authentically connecting to themselves and other women without that crutch that we are also used to Mm. with the two drink you know, baseline. When you say they come back and, and, you know, like they're a different person. I mean, I, and I know I've been to some retreats or I mean, I don't even call it a retreat conference or whatever. And I've been to Costa Rica, not in the woods with Ben eating psilocybin, but you know, (laughs) but 
Do they come back and are, is it a permanent thing? You know, sometimes people come back and they're fired up, they're charged, they're, sure. you know, they've got this energy and then life kind of that redundancy of, you know, their everyday life yeah. kind of, you know, I, I don't think, know if it numbs them, you know. Yeah, you both, know, um, both, right? So, like, I don't want to take people to church and have them feel really inspired and say, well, that was great. Of back course. to life as usual, right? So I think it's important to have the coaching and the integration on the back end. Of course. Because yeah, then you sense. stay close to the work and you stay close to the shifts that you are you have made and are making actively. It's hard to reprogram and rewrite over scripts that have been running your body and life for a long time. Decades. Yeah, decades. And so it's important they stay close to the work. And it's important they get that coaching beyond because there's a lot of processing and integration that comes up on the back end. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the ManFuse podcast. Feel free to join the show. Hit us up at manfuse.com or 770-744-5227 if you want to reach out to Carrie and Jake. If you want to reach out to Carrie or Jake with questions, comments, maybe you just want to hire them, check out our episode description. We have links to all of their information.